LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Welcome to Texas Franchise Radio, where your hosts, Josh Cherry and Robbie Marlowe, bring you all things franchising in the Texas market. Franchising is one of three growth strategies businesses can use to expand and capture market share. Effective when done right. But there's a lot to this dynamic business model. Learn from others in the industry as we bring on all levels of franchise operators and experts. Yo, you ready? Let's go. Uh, Robbie and Josh going live and it's time to hit the road. You were tuned in to Texas Franchise Radio. Oh, you're in the business. Well, this is what you need. Repping Texas, they professionals up in the industry. What we talking about? We talking business models, investing franchises. We going full throttle. Learn about the industry. I know you got the questions. We're trying to help you grow and take it to the next level. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Texas Franchise Radio. It is the August show, and today we're talking fitness franchises. Coming off a good show last month, we had our good friend in here, Brian Schweiger, dropped a lot of great knowledge about franchising, uh, real estate, commercial real estate, but more importantly, personal operating systems and just how to run a great business. Uh, if you guys missed that, go back and watch that show. Today, though, we've got some good friends on with us. We're going to get Bradley in here in a second. Uh, another commercial broker does all kinds of good stuff on that front. We've got Miss Cindy Irvine. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and my my favorite co-host ever, Robert the Heartburn Marlowe. <laughs> What's up? What's up, guys? What's up? All right. So as you guys know, as you heard in the intro there, Texas Franchise Radio, we're all about educating, advocating, and bringing awareness to franchising here in our local Texas market. We serve three groups business owners looking to scale through franchising people looking to invest in a franchise or people who have already invested in a franchise system and may find themselves now being a franchisee and how how they can best operate and run their operations that way today we are focusing on the fitness industry and fitness franchising in general it is a big industry it is booming before we get going too far i'm going to start off today uh robbie and i stopped on the way we got a couple of chick-fil-a gift cards for all of our what camera are we on we over there yep okay yep this camera we got a couple of chick-fil-a <laughs> gift cards we're going to give away during the show today go to facebook live check us out on facebook live we are live right now texas franchise radio got a few people watching over there already jennifer welcome Kristen, welcome cindy welcome how's that happening <laughs> all right so the first giveaway uh for the first ten dollar we were going to do starbucks gift cards but then we were like starbucks isn't a franchise yep, we can't on texas franchise radio we've got to give away franchise goodies so we want to check full a also job security delta life fitness get everybody eating that fast food so <laughs> uh, all right so the first question uh leave a comment and let me know which you think is correct and at the end of the show we're going to pick someone who got it correct and we're going to give away a $10 gift card. And we'll reach out to you for details on when to send this little guy. Josh Irvin, welcome. Thanks for watching. We got our man Josh in the studio with us today. Welcome, Josh. <laughs> got All some right. nice socks on. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> oh, man, we might need to get those over here on the camera at some point. All right. First question for Texas Franchise Radio today. Which one of these has the most units open and operating? Is it A, McDonald's? Or is it B, Burger King, Wendy's, Taco Bell, and Arby's all combined. So is it A, McDonald's, or B, Burger King, Wendy's, Taco Bell, and Arby's all combined? If you know the answer, 
throw down A or B there in the uh, live chat on Facebook, and we're going to pick somebody to send this $10 Chick-fil-A gift card out to. Can I answer that question? You can't give away the answer oh, for okay. our, our listeners here. Well, I was going to win the $10 gift card. <laughs> <laughs> He's texting Cassie right now to answer. That's kind of messed up. <laughs> no, all right. All right. Jennifer Huss says, hey, we've got some we've got some answers coming in here. We'll continue to keep up with that. All right. Let's go over some basic fitness industry info, some current trends in the history. So I'm just going to read this real quick. Uh, really a brand new industry, really. I mean, compared to all these other industries that have been around for a long time, especially when you consider franchising, we're a really new brand, a whole new industry here. And, you know, just within a couple of decades. So main chain, I'm just going to read this straight off of entrepreneur.com. Major chain gyms were born in the 80s, including Gold's Gym, 24-Hour Fitness, LA Fitness, the Bally Company. <laughs> they targeted two archetypes, weightlifters, and aerobics. That's been and that's been the the narrative ever since. You either target weightlifters or aerobics fans, right? Uh, popular fitness and entertainment personalities applied these niches with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrigno, uh, defining one end of the spectrum, and then Jane Fonda and Richard Simmons on the other end. But that's been the basis, right? Like, and it does like we call it tone and torch. You got to have the strength training and you got to have the cardio. But that's been since the inception of fitness. It's been Schwarzenegger, Ferrigno on one side. Uh, Fonda, Richard Simmons on the other side for the cardio. Although increasingly popular through the 80s, fitness was not yet mainstream across the U.S. 17 million people, roughly 7% of the population, pretty small, uh, spent only $6 billion on their actual gym memberships, okay? Um, across 10,000 gym locations. That's the 80s. Fast forward. However, excess popularity exploded through the 90s and the early 2000s, during which time dozens of regional and national chains sprouted. By 2016, right? Just two years ago, health club locations and memberships, health clubs were at 36,000. We now have 36,000 gyms open here in the United States. And 57 million said that they spent, Americans spent money on gym memberships. So 36,000 gyms in the U.S., 57 million spent, um, I'm sorry, 57 million people have gym memberships to total about 27 billion. The total fitness industry it's about 85 billion, but you know that includes like wearable tech and all these over-the-counter mm-hmm. stuff. So, so we're talking just fitness membership revenue, right at about 27 billion. So the question everybody asks is, are we saturated? How many times have you heard it? Right, like is fitness is too competitive? Why would you get into the fitness industry? There's just crazy amount of competitions. How do you think we stack up competition-wise compared to some of the other industries like fast food? What do you think, Rob? Where are we at? <laughs> oh, we're just on the tip of the iceberg when it comes to fitness, especially when you're seeing the trends nowadays. Um, really, the last, we got it here on 2020. It's coming. But the specialized fitness where you're getting more and more specialized, where you can have a boutique studio in every corner, not like the big box gyms where it's one per city. We can do one per neighborhood. Yeah, and we're looking at all. I mean, me and you have been studying that for a while now. You know, you go to entrepreneur.com. You go to Forbes. Forbes had a great article on the boutique explosion and how that's going to be. There's going to be a boutique in every neighborhood, and we're really seeing it go that way. So just as a comparison, uh, Bradley, how many how many fast food restaurants in the United States do you think there are? Just off the top of your head. How many do I eat at? Or many- <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good clarification. How many are there? How many, how many do you think there are? Variety of them. Like, so there's 36,000 total gyms open mm-hmm. in the United States, 36,000 total gyms. How many total fast food restaurants are open? 480,000. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So it's about 200,000 
187,000. So 36,000 gems, 187,000, but they're all specialty. They all have their name. And people aren't still talking about that being crowded, but we have 36,000 gems and we're talking about competitions too big. It's crazy. Fitness has had the wrong mentality forever. You know, commercial real estate. What's the first thing a fitness guy wants when he goes and signs a lease? What does he usually try to get to where no other guy can come in and oh, on exclusivity? He wants exclusivity. When's the last time you signed one for a food franchise and they were like, we want to be the only food guy in this shopping center? No, can't happen. It doesn't happen, right? Like, right. but our whole mind is like back. And why? And we're also seeing the trends of people are not wanting to just pay for memberships that they never use anymore. Like now Americans are actually going. We have the stats. We're going to talk a lot about it. But People are actually using the studios now. Up quite a bit. Last year, we had 5 billion gym visits last year. Like, the trend is going to where they actually... We talked about it at the Mind Body Conference in San Diego, right? Like, the trend is going from... And, it's, and why do you think that is? Like, what are some of the reasons they told us about why that trend's heading that way? What, people are actually showing up to the gym? One, everybody's taking their health more serious. Uh, we're starting to look at more preventative care than post-care. Um, two, um, our gym memberships are a little bit more expensive then say your planet fitness which is nine dollars ten dollars or gold's gym 20 we're charging hundred dollars plus so we really care and want to track if the person is actually showing up and we're putting um, activities and things around making sure retention and attendance is there it's also just like consumer trends too right like how do millennials like to how many millennials have uh cable do you think like it's it's going way down right like i don't have cable yeah right like, instead of just paying, like, a one-time membership for cable, like, we want to buy it on our terms. We want to buy usage that we actually and – we'll, and guess what? We actually end up paying more most of the time, right? Like, yeah. but it's on our terms. Fitness is going to be the same way. People want to consume fitness. They want to pay for the classes they actually go and use. So, watching mm -hmm. these – watching the usage of these uh, fitness facilities going up, it's actually a great thing. And, and you're right. I mean, 36,000 gyms compared to – just when you think about how many markets are still available, how many units can you put in each market, when you think about 200,000 fast food restaurants – we got a long ways to go, guys. we got a long ways to go. It's looking good. To continue on just the history of fitness franchising, we'll walk you through. And Robbie and I, being in the fitness industry since 2009, really, we've got to meet some amazing people. We'll give them some shout-outs here. Yeah. Uh, Sean Greeley, as always, from Net Profit Explosion, coaching us up through this. But some of the people we met through that program, like Paul Fetters. Paul Fetters was, like, the guy, and I texted him last night just to make sure I got it right, like, in 81 and 83, like, he was there when personal – he was there with Arnold Schwarzenegger at the Mecca – gold's gym the one in venice me and robbie got to go and paul went and took us and showed us and like this is where it all started and really it was just a, a gym for these bodybuilder type guys and paul our good friend paul fetters was in there like the day that a woman came in like a stay-at-home mom and was like if i pay you will you train me to look like you and, and like personal <laughs> training was born so in the 60s they called them figure salons you guys remember the videos of like the lady standing there with a strap going around her yeah, so we had we had figure salons in the 60s, which brought us into the 70s with personal training, Venice Beach, you know, the box gyms kicking off. 80s was really big with aerobics and jazzercise. You really give the first. So you had personal training kicked off there in Venice Beach, no doubt. And then all those guys saw like, wait, if I can train four people at the same time that I was training one, one, those four can pay me a little less than when I do one-on-one -on -one training, and I'll make more for my time, right? I can help more people make more money. And the end user can pay a little less. And then the natural thing that came after that was obviously group training. We moved into the 80s with Jazzercise. Jazzercise, you really give Jazzercise the credit for being the first ever group training fitness franchise. Started at Oceanside, California. She started the same way a lot of fitness franchises do. Just one unit there. Then licensed it. Lawyers came in, told her, 
you're not you're not licensed you got to franchise this thing not sure if anybody else has ever been down that road or not <clears throat> but anyway uh in two thousand in, in the 90s we had curves you know really followed on the back hills of uh jazzercise we had curves come on in the 90s curves did amazing things i mean they were at one point doing seven billion in system sales a year that's insane especially for at the time you know when we talk about the total gym membership revenue being 27 billion what is that 25 percent of the market share 25 mm percent -hmm. of the market share that's insane right and then 2000 what happened we all know crossfit came in and so it took the group training just a little bit further they said it can be group training but it can be more intense it can be harder it's not the what we what our generation considered easier workouts like curves and jazzercise we wanted something tough something that left us laying on our back man that was tough workouts so crossfit really changed the uh said it started on the east coast i've always thought Greg Glassman, the whole thing started on the West Coast, but it actually said it started uh, like Boston. Oh, really? <laughs> Which I thought was really weird. Maybe somebody got their facts wrong. Uh, I know like one of the early affiliates was Seattle, wasn't it? Oh, yep, yep. So maybe it just jumped. Yeah. Not sure. Huh. Well, you know, those guys went all the way up to almost 11,000 units themselves, kind of took a little bit of a backslide, but uh, they've had a good run too. Uh, CrossFit, you know, really changed the landscape for the type of workout we want. 2010s, though, you had your guys, Bedros Koulian, leading the way. He was really one of the, the pioneers. Adventure boot camp, uh, fit body boot camp. We, we got on this boot camp fad, right? Where And some of those were some of those were like 100 people in a park compared to one instructor. So it got a little too out of hand. So we went from personal training in the 80s all the way to like one to 100 people in a park. Uh, and then, you know, as we've moved into the later half of 2010, 2020s, I think you give this credit to Orange Theory. They've done it better than everybody else. They kind of came in and took what even CrossFit did, give you a tough workout, but they they not fixed because you know CrossFit's a great culture, a great program for the people who love it. But they kind of uh, they eliminated. There's there's no time wasted when you go into an Orange Theory. You're instantly getting right into it, right? You're not sitting around like you don't gather around the whiteboard and they explain the workout like you're going. Yep. Uh, the way it's laid out in the facility. The way that you have your own little station where you've always got your weights was very thought out. The economic model of it, it's really brilliant. The scalability. Just scalability, really, repeatability. Yeah, came in and really was able to scale a group fitness facility and a class um, quicker and easier than anybody really before them. Yeah, so if you, can, if you go back and compare this, if you compare the modern-day Orange Theory Fitness, the economic model, the way it works, the way you pay to play, you know, you're, we actually, Orange Theory actually wants you to go in and use the facility so they can charge you your memberships. Like, so how long have we had that model as, as a country? How long have we had that model to look at? Like a really fine-tuned that model. Four years? Five years? Yeah. I mean, they started franchising and they took a whole year off in 2012, rebuilt some stuff. 2013, they were still figuring things out. You, you figure 2014, really? Mm -hmm. We've had four years. How long have we had the fast food concept with the drive through right? Like yeah. <laughs> 60 years like yeah. plus, right? Like we are a brand new industry and it's going to go more into the uh, neighborhood gyms. It's just, it's going to head that way. It's been fun. I've enjoyed getting to study and learn a lot about it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that is going to bring us to the end of our just basic overview of the fitness industry and how all that started. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to bring Cindy and Bradley in on the conversation. We're going to dive in on a little bit of their story and uh, we're going to check in on our giveaway. See who's, oh yeah, Kristen tagged Paul. See who's answered our Chick-fil-A question. We're giving away a $10 Chick-fil-A gift card. Uh, just go on there and answer, who do you think has more units total open today? A, McDonald's, or B, Burger King, Wendy's, Taco Bell, and Arby's all combined. Which one has the most locations open? And we'll be right back. 
Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look up the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Texas Franchise Radio, the August edition. We are talking all things fitness industry. If you know the answer to that question, you want to win that Chick-fil-A $10 gift card, get in there and leave an answer, A or B. <laughs> a, McDonald's has more units, or B, Burger King, Wendy's, Taco Bell, and Arby's all combined. Which one has the most, and you'd be in there. Okay, uh, we're back now. I kind of wrapped up the story on Paul a little earlier. Oh, you know, we finished that up. Yeah, we gave Paul his uh, his shout-out there in Venice Beach, and yeah. the lady asked him if he wanted to train him, and he's got an amazing story. We should, we need to bring him on the show one oh, day. I'd, yeah, I'd love to. Him and Carolyn yeah. Fetters, both balanced habits, what they've done in scaling that company oh, yeah. has been really cool. Absolutely. Uh, all right, back in the studio here, we've brought in uh, two guests today. We've got Bradley. We're going to bring him in in a second. Miss Cindy Irvine, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm Are excited you? to be here. I'm a little nervous. I usually only call in to the radio to request some boys to men, so being on the radio is a little different. Okay, honestly, how long have you had that joke, like, ready to go? <laughs> All morning. I had it prepared. <laughs> well done. Uh, Cindy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where's your experience mostly? I know you kind of worked in the pharmaceutical industry for a while. You've got a lot of marketing experience. Tell us a little bit about that. I do. I worked in the uh pharmaceutical business for about 10 years. I did the marketing for a small, uh, like mom and pop pharmacy at home. Um, and I loved it. And I was sad to leave. I worked with family, so that makes it even harder, but, um, yeah, I loved the marketing. I loved getting out in the community and, um, we decided to take a risk and leap of faith and move out here and open a Delta life. Yeah. Speaking of franchise systems, you're, you're hopping right in. So go in franchising, with a fitness franchise, yeah, which is good for the coincidentally. <laughs> so, just uh, tell us a little bit about that. So, what is your? How did you get associated with 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 us? I guess, and how did you 
you know, what made you kind of go through the different processes of, I'm sure you looked at a couple of different ones. Like what made you, what, why is your heart on Delta life? Why are you excited? Tell us, give us a quick update on just how, you, how you got here. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, we did our research a lot at first, to be honest with you, we were kind of thinking why franchise, what, why is the franchise such a big deal? But, uh, my husband and I, we did a lot of research and franchise is the way to go. If you, um, if you, aren't ready to dive in and create your own startup. So yeah. it's uh, it's nice to have a, a support system. And um, with a franchise, you have that. And definitely with Delta Life, we've had that. So nice. great. And so where are you guys at right now in the process? Right now we are in, uh, we're completing, we're doing an SBA loan. So we're, we're completing our loan and then we'll hopefully start our build out of our gym in the next week or two. So it's in the process of being built and then we'll get in and build out our part of it so cool and does life fitness magnolia on 1488 yes on 1488 and looking to open around when robbie i know you know more about that than i do cindy when we looking to open um I open think the fourth we're... fourth quarter of 2018 that's what we're hoping for he said you can't answer that and it's like <laughs> <laughs> i'll jump in before uh, we we promise something we might not be able to deliver on <laughs> <laughs> bradley what's up man let's make hey. sure your mic's working good sounds it like is. it yeah. all right Hey, thanks for coming on the show today, man. Thanks We've really got me. to know each other a lot over, what, the last six months now, I guess. Yeah. How did we get connected? Uh, mutual friend, Jason Lee. Jason Lee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you came by and checked out one of our studios down in the spring. Right. Yeah. And yeah, we I was, but I was trying to get you guys to be a client of mine and let me be the guy that gets to put all the, that's kind of like the commercial real estate dream is, you know, get hooked into a franchise and you get to put all the, find all the locations. Yeah. But, you're happy with your guy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you do a lot of that right now, right? Like commercial brokerage. And you've worked with some franchises in the past. I have, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And so getting to know you a little better, and since we've been talking, one of the reasons, like, Robbie and I, everything we just talked about, the fitness industry and how it got here, like, Robbie and I know a lot about that. It's our whole world. It's all we've studied since 2009. What, but, you, yeah, you came out that first day, hey, I'm commercial real estate broker, and we kind of talked about that for a second. We were like, yeah, we're using somebody right now. And then you instantly went in, like, you kind of started looking around for a second. And then you were mm -hmm. like, hey, let me ask you guys a couple of questions about this. And you started naming things like Fitwall, which right. almost nobody knows about the franchise Fitwall. Not here. Not not here locally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we, we but you started naming that. And you, you kind Iron of, Tribe. And yeah. <laughs> you, you knew so many of them and you had just a wealth of knowledge on the industry. Uh, how did that come to be? How, what got you interested in, in the fitness industry and how did you learn so much about all the different models? Well, I was uh, interested in franchising in general, uh, going all the way back, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Matter of fact, there was a uh, one Buffalo Wild Wings in Texas at the time and I ate at it and there was a sign on the wall that said, Hey, if you're interested in owning one, I'm like, this is the greatest place in the world. I mean, I was like, <laughs> I was just getting, I was like into college. I was down there for a tech game and I, and I was like, this is, this is, this is a dream. I need this. So actually ended up putting together a deal and being assigned some of the uh, ones in a market. Some things went uh, awry and we did end up not doing it. But I, from that point, doing the research of it, the due diligence of that, oh, yeah. I just absolutely had an itch. I was like, this is the way to do it. And the farther I got into it, the more I realized I don't want to do food. God bless everyone who does because yeah, I yeah. eat there. But, um, <laughs> and someone's got to do it, but I didn't want to do it. And so I just started seeing, you know, I understood uh, fitness, how it is such a lifestyle. I mean, when it becomes part of someone's life and it became part of my life and I just got a real passion for it and, and looking at it. So I started researching them. And I mean, I've read maybe, I mean, almost as many FDDs as you have. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and you've got kind of uh, your own little weight loss story and healthy fitness yeah. journey story and everything yourself too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I um I lost a uh, hundred pounds actually at one point, and I did it just through nutrition and exercise. I mean, <laughs> you know, you've lost a lot of weight when people are saying you had the surgery. No, <laughs> no, no, I didn't. <laughs> Nice. Well, Cindy and Bradley both, thanks again for having you guys on. So t tell us, so we just talked about all those different phases of fitness, right? Like the figure salons, personal trainings, aerobics, jazzercise, curves, CrossFit, boot camps, now just getting into boutiques. Have you had any experience with those along the way? And do you have any funny stories or which one was maybe your favorite? Yeah, I, um, Tybo, if you remember Tybo. Okay. Yeah, back in my little hometown, we used to go into a little barn and do a Tybo workout with... Uh, in a barn. In a barn. Okay. Yeah. This, is a, fam my real this is a family show? <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was definitely interesting. It was fun. You just said on the radio that you did Tybo in a barn. I just want everybody to be okay with that. So. Sorry. Where did you grow up? Where um, was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little town called Evadel, Texas. All right. Nice. <laughs> shout, shout out to Evadel. Shout out to <laughs> uh, What about you, Bradley? Any of these speak to you? Did you live any of these fads? Or Yeah, I mean, I think clearly we all know it was the jazzercise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, interestingly enough, though, that is still existing in, a, in yeah. a more prominent way than I realized, and which just goes to speak to they've done something right. They've, they've answered a lot of the things. And I think they did it before a lot of the other people, but, um, I did CrossFit for a little bit and then decided that, um, uh, I didn't like in, you know, I didn't heal quickly enough anymore. So, yeah. and I honestly, I just wanted something that I could kind of go in and do. And I, I did, uh, I did orange there. I tried boot camps. It wasn't for me. And, um, I love an orange theory workout. It's yeah. a great workout. I've done cycle bar and, uh, lots of different things like that. And I mean, I enjoy them. I like, I like a bunch of different ones and that's kind of the, kind of been the challenge up till now is find one that you can do a variety of things in and still be served well you know pick one thing and do it better than everybody else but at a point people are fickle you know i don't want to ride a bike anymore every day no you know? yeah. it's so true and that's one of the things we talked about in my body and so i think my personal perspective i think we're going to see the fitness industry go what one of two ways and maybe a combination right like what's the name of the franchise mean you just found out about fusion Fitness Fusion, Six Fusion, Fusion uh, Six. I know what you're talking about. Something like that. Anyway, so we're so yeah, I'm like you. I want to use all these different models. And if you look at the data, MindBody is the biggest uh, tracking software in the fitness industry. I mean, mm -hmm. they've got more data than anybody. And we got to go out to San Diego, and they gave us just they spent a whole day with us on just fitness industry trends and the mm -hmm. data and the way we're trending, right? And people do want to have they don't they, just like they don't want to be locked in with cable. They want to watch a little Netflix and they want to watch a little Hulu. People want <clears throat> to be able to do a Delta Life Fitness workout on a Monday, go for a run on a Tuesday, do a cycling class on a Wednesday. Not everybody, right? You're still right. going to have your people that that's my tribe, that's my one thing, and I go mm -hmm. there. But I think the models that are going to have a tough time are the ones that are going to be exclusive. And if you're not just an unlimited member here, you can't train here, I think they're going to lose. I think you, I think you still offer that, of course, because you're still going to have the majority of your people that just want to come and be a member, and that's a thing. But I think you've got to set up flexible pricing options to where drop-ins can make sense, mm -hmm. where I can go. And then eventually, we need to all be able to be in the same shopping center, and that'd be okay, mm -hmm. right? And we help each other. And you have your niche, and you figure out how you're different. You know, Chick-fil-A yeah. knows how they're different than McDonald's, and you serve based on the niche that you're best at. Like, yeah. I, I think I see it going that way. You agree? I absolutely agree. I mean, let's talk, I mean, the elephant in the room, you're kind of dancing around it, but it's Orange Theory, okay? Orange Theory is run and row, and it's great. 
But there comes a point where I'm tired of doing run and row. Orange Theory, the differentiator there is they were first in the market, and they did a really good job really good. of getting it out there. And and I think Orange Theory, I mean, they've, they've crossed the 700 franchise mark. So, I mean, they've got the longevity. It's happening. But I think the opportunity, which is what a lot of people are looking for, okay, Orange Theory sold out. How do I, I can't get an Orange Theory. So you're looking for an opportunity. Is looking for those differentiators. Who who's offering a unique value proposition, and hopefully more than just one thing. I mean, if it's multiples, it's even better. Who's offering a better level of customer service? Just even the value of what you're receiving. Cycle bar gives away a water bottle. I mean, it is junk. It melted the first time I put it in the, <laughs> yep, in, the, in, the in the in the deal. But you know what? I still appreciate it. No, getting it. Oh, absolutely. I, I like free things. Everyone likes free things. And you know what? I can grab another one the next time and yep. use it that day. So I don't have to remember. To, so it's little things like that. Yep. And and being able to be, you know, the accountability. So as far as the you've got to go in and say, you've got to feel like I'm getting a value. And if you feel like you're getting a value, there's no end to the people that will spend the money. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. no doubt about it. And that's what that's one of the things I've enjoyed about getting to know you, Bradley, is just you're you're very well versed in the in a, you know, like I said, we travel all around the world getting to sit in some big rooms with fitness people, but you, you really understand this industry in a real mm-hmm. way that not many people do. And I've I, I value that a lot. So uh some of the things you were saying to me you've looked at some other models right mm-hmm. and you've seen some tell us about why is it bad to just go into one that maybe just kind of the orange series is going to have a lot of copycats right there's going to be people who just right. knock it off and copy it what's what's the what's the upside there what's the downside what's the dangers what do you run into well orange theory i mean they're going to be fine okay their copycats are not and actually um y- you know it's a temporary loss to orange theory when a copycat opens up and people go away uh, they can't service them like Orange Theory can. They just have too well, too much of a well-oiled machine at this point. So you're going to go, you're going to be disappointed, and you're going to leave, and you're going to go back to Orange Theory. So that's just an ebb and flow. And in any franchise that is that membership model, that's all, and it is an ebb and flow. It's a, it's a, you know, keeping the numbers. So, um, but I've looked at some other, you know, Fitwall's an example. I mean, I don't want to beat up these guys, but I mean, what what happens when people don't want to climb a wall anymore? You know, there's there's no, and that's there's no other alternative there. And so I think somebody that offers a variety of things um, and that also offers the ability to scale, not just in scaling the numbers of, of gyms out there, but able to scale what they do. You have your core, do what you do. Um, but the workouts change, you know, like you guys got a tire flip machine. You know, that's great. I mean, I didn't even know they made those. those are, that's awesome. <laughs> but if a tire flip, if people get where they don't want to do tire flips anymore, and I don't know, there's something else, a balance beam. I don't know what it a is. A fit wall. A fit wall. You can put in a fit wall in a Delta Life. And I, I found that very attractive, you know, that it was because that gives an owner the ability to, you know, take some of the risk off the table on their investment, you know, because if you just, you know, this isn't McDonald's. I mean, even McDonald's changes. I yeah. mean, there's always something Absolutely. new. I mean, yeah. I wait for the McRib to come out every year. <laughs> Hence why I had to lose 100 pounds. Yeah. yeah. I was like, good for you to admit that. And I really, like, <laughs> at Delta Life, we have Robbie. Robbie's, uh, Robbie doesn't talk much. So people don't understand the brilliance of this man right here. But he's, he's really, we have him to thank for that. At, at Delta Life specifically, like, <clears throat> he wanted, he didn't want to do the L shape where we committed to X piece of equipment. He wanted the open box floor where what's, hit, what's awesome now can go in. But if 10 years from now, that's not awesome anymore, right. we need to be able to rip it out and put in what is awesome. But stay true to the mission, which is serving women in the best 30-minute classes we can. Right. And that, I mean? that was one of the first things I noticed about your studio was this is adaptable. You know, this can scale with the whims of, of a fickle market. 
I mean, you know what? I mean, get in the stock market for a few months. You'll see. Well, wait a second. This was great. Well, no, people are fickle, and so you know, and, and a lot of things um, influence them. I think if you have um, better customer service and attention to the client, let them know they are valued. Yeah. You know, it's not a. You're not going to get that at a ten dollar gym. You can't. They don't know who you are, but you know, you become part of a culture in these boutique gyms. I mean, I absolutely know that they are the future for a period of time. There's no doubt about it. That's and I think right. specialization is going to be the key to that. Um, because if all you do is copycat someone else's work, and I've seen it. I've yep. seen it over and over again. If all you do is you have no idea what it took to get there. You have no idea. Um, try 40. Nope, that didn't work. Try 41. You know, it's like WD-40. There was 39 of them yep. before that that failed, right? <laughs> yep. And and so That's now true. it's in every home in America. Well, you don't know what that took to get there, so you don't know how to face challenges. So, you know, your unique value, you got to come up with your own. And they're out there. I mean, you guys did it. I mean, you've got three. You've got three of them, all women. And for women that don't care, it doesn't matter. For women that care, it's everything. Yep. Yeah. Um, child care, that's that's huge. I mean, that's big for me as, as a single dad, you know. Um, I love the fact that there's child care. I can't work out there because it's all women, like we just <laughs> said. But either way, that would be great. Uh, and then it's 30 minutes. You know, this is a fast-paced world. And I did a workout. It's, it's a hard workout. I mean, I honestly, I didn't think it would be. But, I mean, I, I'm going along. Kristen's up there doing her thing. And I'm like, God, God. I get it. I get it. I know enough. I see it. Cindy yeah. gets tortured with Kristen every morning. In the in the garage. It's real, <laughs> real fabulous. You still working out in garages we and barns. You own a gym <laughs> and you're still working out in garages and barns. Well, That's why she's so excited to get it up in Q4. Exactly. I don't want to Q, say Q4 of uh, 2018. No, no exact date yet. <laughs> so this, and this one's for anybody. Uh, Dick, we still get on time a little bit? All right. Uh, so this one's for anybody. So what are, we, what are we looking forward to? Like, So we just went down the list, right? And I think we know like what the next decade is. The next decade is specialized fitness boutiques. But what else? What else is coming? What are we missing? What's right around the corner? What do you think? Well, I think uh, I listened to a podcast not too long ago, and I think Orange Theory has done it better than anybody is infuse tech in your workout and be able to track. Right. And then how can we track just not just progress of weight, but progress of how uh, you're breathing or your mm -hmm. stamina or how much weight you're lifting mm -hmm. and how is that going to be tracked? Um, very easily where it's not input by you, it's automatically, um, and I don't know how you're going to do that and I'm not going to be the one to figure it out, but, uh, <laughs> how tech's going to track your workout in all different ways, not just heart rate. Um, I thought it was very interesting on the podcast. Um, you know, it could be a chip in the weight and when you go pick up a bigger weight, it sends a thing to your, your monitor saying, Hey, you did this many reps with that weight. You got this much stronger. I think it's going to be an interesting trend in the marketplace. I don't know what, uh, but it's got to be zero data input. No, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah I mean, yeah. the days of carrying around your binder with I did ten <laughs> pounds a day, fifteen pounds a right. week, or I I took ten thousand steps a day. It's yeah. got to be. It's got to happen automatically. It's got to happen automatically with a wearable, and it's got to be compatible with all wearables because I'll yeah. wear an Apple Watch. You might wear a Fitbit, um, and then whatever Garmin, whatever else is out there. So it's got to be compatible with all, but it's got to be zero input. And Fitbit really proved that your point right there. I mean. People wanted, I mean, they bought something that did nothing, but I don't even, do they tell time? I don't wear a Fitbit. <laughs> um, you know, because they, people wanted to know, I want to know my data and I don't want to have to do anything to get it. And that's okay. That's the world we live in. But, you know, I noticed, uh, I've listened to you guys talk and you guys are kind of on the front of that um, technology thing. You know, you may not know how to develop it, but I'm pretty sure you'll implement it from some of the talks I've heard, you know, like the water bottles. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. We're I mean, trying to. We're always, we're always going to be looking at that. I mean, we're we're always every quarterly planning. Basically, we sit down like, okay, what new has come out? What are mm -hmm. we missing? 
you know, has any of the other bit. And that's why, you know, I go to a lot of brands and see what's going on. And, <laughs> you know, you, you have to. And we listen to podcasts continuously because if they come out with a water bottle that automatically tracks that, we need to know. And we need to know how we can implement that, build a leaderboard around it, build more community, more specialized mm-hmm. programming, but that doesn't tax down your employees and, and it isn't incumbent on the actual customer either. That's it's right. got to be zero data input. But you got to figure out how to gamify it somehow. Whether it's your sleep, your water, nutrition is going to be huge. I don't know when it's yeah. going to happen, but yeah. when we can finally just take a picture of our food or scan it or something, and we know kidding know exactly how many calories. Like as soon as we, how cool is this going to be? This is where I'm excited <laughs> for the fitness industry. We all know, like no matter what you do, whether you do torn and torch, which is the greatest 30 minute workout on the planet, uh, you know, whether you do cardio, <laughs> strength training, whether you eat paleo, keto. Uh, the Oreo diet, you know, <laughs> intermittent fasting, whatever you do. Hold on, the Oreo diet. Is I like there an that. Oreo diet? Yeah, yeah. I like that. I have to one. say, hold on. <laughs> well, I haven't heard about That's this. That's a thing. When I was in Texas AM, we were going through a muscle building study, and I got to do a, a really big uh, program with uh, some doctors at Texas AM, and they did this whole study. And I, we were in the beginning stages of the Delta Life. I went to them and asked them, what's the number one way women can lose weight? And he's like, take in less calories than they burn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's like a calorie deficit is everything. So, and we know that it's, it's calorie deficit is everything. And so if you go one or two or three or four days in a row with having a, a, a calorie surplus, like after 12 months of that, you are going to be bigger than you are today, right? Mm-hmm. If you can string days together of a calorie deficit. So if we could do zero data input and every, like we wake up the next morning and it's like, oh, Cindy, you went over 200 calories yesterday or, oh, Cindy, you were under 150 calories. Like when we can just look down at our watch and see like when somebody offers you a beer and you can look down and be like, oh yeah, actually I can still have a beer because, yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. 500 calories away from, like, when we can look at that and know, I think that's going to fix a lot of things. That's going to be super cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. Super passionate about Josh that. is having his own conversation here. <laughs> yeah. Way ahead. So, you just got to let him go. You just got to sit here and just, just listen. let it happen. Yeah, just let it happen. Just let it happen. All right, we're going to go to a break, but remi- remember, uh, we've got a $10 Chick-fil-A <laughs> gift card on the line here. So either answer A or B. We're going to pick somebody with the correct answer at the end. Who has more units open? Is it McDonald's A or is it B, Burger King, Wendy's, Taco Bell, and Arby's all combined? And we're going to break. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? 
Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back, Texas Franchise Radio. We're talking fitness industry today. We've talked a lot about a lot of the stats. We're going to get into everybody's favorite portion of the show, Stump the Chump. Today we got Heartburn. <laughs> what? What? Versus Bad Brad. So it's going to be a lot be of rad. fun. We're, we're going to dive into that. Uh, just to recap, you know, we've been talking about, you know, the fitness industry and where it's gone and how young it really is, right? Like 36,000 gyms open, going more and more specialized. What's funny to me is like the, you can look at the data. I mean, we're going to get into it here and stump the chomp, but you can really see the trends and how they're moving and how they're heading towards um, the boutique fitness, the more specialized. The, the one Forbes article we read where it said, literally there's going to be one on every corner like it's going to happen like you think about the community wood forest everybody here in conroe is familiar with wood forest like there's a rush cycle going in there like there's going to be another type of fitness model in there as well like there's going to be a fitness a specialty type gym on in every neighborhood it's going to happen i like because you uh hit on being more open to working with other concepts on being able to generate business because somebody's not going to just go to rush cycle and that's going to be their gym to get in shape. And I think the ones that are going to lead that in the industry are the ones that are going to kind of hit that growth like Orange Theory did. Mm-hmm. Be more, uh, I actually wrote an article on LinkedIn about it. I don't know if you are interested, but <laughs> you can jump over there and, and read it. But uh, just, we have Restaurant Row to have fitness, like you said, yeah. multiple fitness locations right. in one place yeah. where if I'm already going there to do an orange theory and I want to do a cycle place, I'd yep. rather just go right there where I'm normally used to going. Well, and families, I mean, or, you know, go work out with a friend. Hey, you go in there, I'll go in here. I'll meet you afterwards. Yeah. yeah. You know, cause they're all fairly standardized, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be 30 minutes or an hour, or maybe 40. I think there's some that are 45, but you know, I think something that when the, when people are making a selection of franchise, I mean, don't the, the least expensive is not necessarily the best and it doesn't mean you'll make more money and the most expensive you know conversely you know look at the company that's put the time in put the work in to developing this product are they a copycat you know Mm -hmm. do they have unique proposition and then also you know are they willing to invest in you because it's a it's a you know mutually beneficial thing and if they're not willing to invest in you i mean there's a lot of i see a lot of franchises out there right now i mean they are struggling because there's no corporate support behind them you know and there's a lot of them out there but nobody's going because there's no corporate support there so yeah. they've got to be willing to have you know look for people that are will support you and you support them you know that it's a it's a team thing yeah that's all good points and you're talking about like exactly like you were just saying like if you look at wood forest and like the family and maybe you go in and try this and i try this and we get something afterwards so think about just it benefits the entire economy right like everybody knows wood forest take that little community you've got a rush cycle going in Rush cycle, I guarantee you, they just don't understand. They're used to the way the fitness industry has always been, so I guarantee you they have a non-compete. Yep. But it would be so much better. How much better would it be if there was a rush cycle, a Delta Life Fitness, and an F45, right? Like, mm-hmm. all in there together. And then you put a Starbucks at the end of it where we could all go and work out and try different things. Like, And more people coming to those brands is going to bring more business to the other brands. And then Starbucks is really going to benefit from people coming and working out. Hey, you go do your class. I'm going to do my class. I'll meet you at Starbucks. You know, or mm-hmm. it's just, it's better for the economy if we can eventually get over this, you know, because those non-competes came from, we were all the same thing. I was, I'm yeah. an LA fitness, you're a gold gym. We're, we're just box gyms where people can push weight around or run on a treadmill. And so I only want one in my town 
because I don't want you to take away my members. Like if you open one, my 10,000 members goes to 5,000, right? Like that mentality's dead. It's gone. Yep. Speaking of any time and, and, uh, and goals, they're both in the process of developing programs and anytime did a great job. I mean, 3,600 units worldwide, you know, um, but they're both developing programs to copycat orange. I know they're not going to yeah, say they're burn gold. Yeah. Gold gems is burn. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I just don't see the culture of gold's gym making that transition, it's gonna be hard. but again, they're just chasing something that's already been done. But I will tell you this in the commercial real estate field where it's gotten is that with like food, you can't just have one food. So how do you get around that? We, we do percentages. If, if you have more than this many steaks, you can be the steak place in this area. If you, if you, if 70% of what you sell is chicken, you can be, you know, you don't want to slim chickens and, oh, a, yeah, and a, cause you don't want another cycle place coming right yeah. next to your yeah, cycle like, place. So I can totally see that, but I mean, I'm exactly. all for, I'm all for have, have it be, be workout central, be yes. the yes. best little yes. area you can be mm -hmm. in that and have also, you know, the ancillary and support retail stores, yes. you know, yep. your smoothie King and this yep. one and that, you know? Yeah. I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait till we as a country get to that point. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Make America great again. He's gonna run on a platform. Yeah. Make fitness available for everybody. Yeah. The other model we were talking about a minute ago is the fusion model, where these big box gyms are now trying to create twenty thousand square foot gyms that only have a bunch of specialty. There's a franchise we heard about mm -hmm. it the other day. So it's a franchise where they've got a boxing studio, a cycle studio, a high intensity, a boot camp. My only thing is, he was saying they have to open the studio. I run franchises. I know how complicated hiring your first initial set of staff can be, how getting everybody trained, marketing for one specific product marketing offer and getting that initial membership base. Like, I understand the complexities, and that's laser-focused. I can't – how many employees do they say they have to open with? 75? Yeah, it was a massive amount. Like, you have like a to restaurant. open with 75 wow. specialized training instructors. I can't imagine the marketing for all different types. Like, that's mind-blowing to me. Well, what, yeah. what, what's going to happen there is the same thing that happened to – I mean, look at why. The why – actually has a lot of great programs and stuff like that but it's it's inexpensive comparatively the people that want the customer service that want to feel like they're valued they don't mind spending you know the 100 plus and having people actually know their name when they walk into your point i think that accountability with the technology is going to be huge i think that's why you're not going to see orange theory bad and I at these big box gyms trying to copy them it's just not they're not oh, going to no. be able to recreate what what orange theory or any of these really Absolutely. concepts that are just laser focused on their concept it's mm -hmm. hard to recreate that at a big at a big scale I got a box gym. Yeah, absolutely. Sydney's yeah. nodding very aggressively. So. Yeah, well, Josh and I were just talking about this last night about like uh, the box gyms trying to create oh, yeah, and yeah. start the group fitness and like why, you know, like how are they are they successful if they are then why and I yeah. personally don't believe so because I feel like that's not their specialty they're just trying to copy what other people have already done. So yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to watch over the next 10, 15 years how it yeah. all shakes out. Because they have a lot of market share, like you said. Like 3,600 units, it's nothing to laugh at. Like they're going to figure it out probably. All right, we've got to jump into Stump the Chump. We're running out of time here. Everybody's favorite part of the show. Uh, Stump the Chump. <laughs> I'm going to ask each person four questions. You get one point for each correct answer. If you do not get it right, the other participant will get a chance to get the question right, and they Ooh. will get a point. Uh, we're, I'm going to add in one extra. So we've got, right we've got two Just gift cards here. You guys already know the first one, right? A is which one has the most units, McDonald's or uh, Burger King, Wendy's, Taco Bell, and Arby's. Now we're going to give you another chance to win a second one. So this, this first Stump the Chump question is for our Facebook Live audience. Uh, and if you guess this correctly, you're going to win this $10 Chick-fil-A gift card. Fitness industry membership revenue at $27 billion, right? We already talked about that in this show. 
which one do you think has higher the fitness industry membership revenue or mcdonald's one year annual sales revenue which one is higher mcdonald's who's answering this yeah uh, facebook live so. yeah. okay so. i'm about to say my answer so <laughs> yeah that's what <laughs> all right let's get kicked off and bradley just so you know we do a nice little easy softball for the first question so it's gonna be super easy uh, <laughs> is who's this who's the chump i just we haven't <laughs> it's whoever loses okay so well, yeah to be determined uh, yeah. <laughs> so here we go i'm the reigning chump champion i put it that way he I'm is the, the reigning chump, chump. yeah uh bradley what city and state doesn't have to be specific just generalities what city and state is the delta life fitness headquarters located in Woodlands, Texas. There you go. That is correct. <laughs> My man, it could have been Houston, could have been Magnolia, could have been Woodlands. Anything. Really, anything you'd have said? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Robbie, um, obviously another, uh, an easy softball here for you. Uh, what city and state is the very popular franchise that Duty Calls uh, located in? Just, I know you already know, but just to jog your memory, uh, Duty Calls was founded in 2011, provides homeowners in their communities with year-round professional pest waste removal services city and state please sir is that real it is, it is one duty calls this yeah. is a real mm. franchise charleston north carolina <laughs> i don't even know if that's even a legit place <laughs> no you scared me for a second it's charlottesville virginia <laughs> oh man Robbie, i thought you knew that one. Oh man you're, that'd be a good plan you were awarded zero points yeah. <laughs> don't i get a chance to answer it if he misses oh, crap. it yeah sorry whose oh. show is this <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bradley, back over to you, my friend. Now it's going to get a little it's going to get a little harder here. Oh, we're back over to uh, something we've talked about on the show today. Uh, Bradley, what is the largest, only in terms of actual units that are franchised, what is the largest fitness franchise today? Only, not in terms of revenue, membership count, anything, just in terms of number of franchise units. What is the largest fitness franchise today? I mean, is it Anytime Fitness? That is incorrect. And Robbie, since I stole it away from him on the last question, I can't, I can't give no, you the can't. option No, you can't. <laughs> no, it? I don't. Uh, Jazzercise? Yeah, it's Jazzercise. It yeah. is Jazzercise with more than 9,000 franchise locations. Now, like you said, you know, you can do this in a park. It has, mm -hmm. they have really nice facilities. Like the one in Oceanside is really nice, but you can also get in for like 10,000 total. So they're kind of. Yeah, I thought we were talking about brick and mortar, you know. That's, do I, I mean, get that point? It was a setup. Nope, I, I didn't give Bradley the other one. So <laughs> going forward, going forward, we'll give it. We uh, can do that. Yeah, of course. All right, Robbie, over to you, my friend. Th and you should get this one. Okay. Uh, in what order would I have to rank three of the most popular cycling cycling studios in terms of locations from least amount? I mean, yeah, from most locations to least amount of locations between Soul Cycle, Cycle Bar, and Flywheel. Mm. So from most units open. To least amount of units open. I know this. Be scared. No pressure. So, Cycle Bar, Soul Cycle, Flywheel. <laughs> Sorry. Was that your answer? I thought you were just. Okay, yeah, no. that's that's incorrect. <laughs> Bradley, what you got? Uh, cycle Bar, Flywheel, Soul Cycle. Dang, nope. It's Cycle Bar, Soul Cycle, Flywheel. That's what I just said. You said Soul Cycle, Soul no, Bar. No, Cycle Bar. <laughs> cycle Bar. <laughs> flywheel that's that's what i just said <laughs> all right <laughs> i got it written down begrudgingly robbie gets one point yeah you it's, see how uh, it works here cycle, cycle bar cycle bar is only at 139 open they sold like like two years ago they sold like 300 units yeah uh, okay 
Yeah. That's confusing. They sold like 300 units. And now they're, and, and also SoulCycle, just to be clear, is so not a, uh, is not a franchise. Uh, SoulCycle is company, is corporate mm -hmm. owned. They're at 85. And then Flywheel, which uh, one of the original founders of SoulCycle broke off and created Flywheel, right. is now quickly becoming their biggest competitor at uh, 45 units open. Hmm. All right, Brad. Oh, was it supposed to be largest to least? Mm -hmm. So it would have been Cycle Bar? Soul Cycle, then Flywheel. No, I thought Flywheel, there's 45. You said Soul Cycle, there's 11? Soul Cycle's 85. Oh, 85. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, wow. Brad. In what order would I have to rank three of the most popular kickboxing franchises mm. in terms of most locations to least amount of locations? And the, free, the three brands are I Love Kickboxing, mm -hmm. Title Boxing, mm -hmm. and Nine Round. With no S. Yeah, I found that out the hard way. <laughs> mm. well, I'm starting most to least. Most to least. Robbie's got mm. a very arrogant smile on his face, though. <laughs> so I, I just, I, I don't know. How much time we got? Two minutes. I'm going to go hurry nine up. round, title, I love kickboxing. That's incorrect. Nine rounds. I love kickboxing. And well, he already. Well, you knew it's one to flip. I mean, come on. <laughs> Zero points. <laughs> All right, Robbie. <laughs> Robbie, here we go. The fitness industry is eighty-four billion total. Out of that, twenty-seven billion comes from direct fitness club membership dues. What percentage of the twenty-seven billion is boutique fitness clubs as of now? Mm. Five billion. Uh, what percentage? Percentage, Robbie. Of the twenty-seven. <laughs> so wrong by default, Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> Bradley, what percentage? Of which total? Pretty much. You pretty much. any percentage, and you will win. Ten. We right. go with ten. It's thirty-five yeah. percent uh, compared to five billion, which is not a percentage. Robbie loses. All right, Brad. Last question for you, my friend. Um, 50 million Americans had a gym membership last year in 2017. How many of those were boutique members and how many of those were traditional gym members? Ooh. Out of 50 million, how many break down to boutique? How many break down to uh, gym? Robbie, get your answer too. <coughs> I didn't even hear the question. I was too busy doing the math on the last question. Um, 30 million. Is what? Is, wait, was the percentage question again? No, but it's just how many million are boutique and how many million are regular box gym? 30 million are boutique, 20 million are regular box gym. So it's the other way around. It's 18 million are boutique and 32 million are box gym. Mm. 18, because we're so new, right? Like it's such a. Yeah, but I, just, I thought with the price difference, I mean, you've got Planet Fitness out there at 10 bucks a. Pop. But it was just how many members. God, yeah, All right, funny. we're going to have to wrap that one up as the last question. Just a <laughs> really interesting little thing yeah, here. No, uh, 18 million Americans indicated they belong to a boutique fitness studio. Up 15%. Guess how much the regular box gym industry grew in 2017? Down 3%. First time in a long time. So big box gyms went down 3%. Boutique fitness went up 15%. Um, we'll have to save the rest for next time. Thanks, everybody, for listening <laughs> to Texas Franchise Radio. Bradley's the winner. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Texas Franchise Radio, where we bring on all the local franchise experts. If you liked the show, please share it with your friends. If you have any questions you'd like answered live on the show, send them to at Texas Franchise Radio on Facebook. Till next time.
Texas Franchise Radio. You ready? Let's go. Uh, Robbie and Josh going live and it's time to hit the road. You were tuned in to Texas Franchise Radio. Oh, you're in the business. Well, this is what you need. Repping Texas, they professionals up in the industry. What we talking about? We talking business models, investing franchises. We going full throttle. Learn about the industry. I know you got the questions. We're trying to help you grow and take it to the next level. Straight up. Franchise operators and the experts. It's time to tune in and expand your network. So let's see how it's all done and how it's operated in the local Texas market. Time to get us educated. Robbie and Josh going live. Time to hit the road. You tune in to Texas Franchise Radio. Get your business popping. Yeah, they came to let you know. You tune in to Texas Franchise Radio. Oh.